The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, a member of the Wells, on September 16, 2012, based on Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God through which the Holy Spirit strengthens our faith in Jesus is Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now, a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, Look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, Silver or gold, I do not have. But what I have, I give you, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and and amazement at what had happened to him. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints, washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. A few weeks ago, in the prayer of the day, we gave thanks to God for granting us more than we either desire or deserve. Those words struck me, and maybe you noticed them as well. God certainly gives us more than we deserve. We recognize that because we know how sinful we are and how great his grace and mercy is. But does God really give us more than we desire? Don't we want things and even pray for things, but we don't get them? How many things on your wish list don't you have? Can we really say that God gives us more than we desire. Now, prayers written by people can be wrong, but don't those words in that prayer reflect what God's word says in Psalm 145? With words given him by the Holy Spirit, David prays, The eyes of all look to you, O Lord, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. And so, despite my common sense telling me that I certainly don't have all that I desire, yet, here is an example where I must hold my heart and mind captive to God's word. And then my spirit can honestly and joyfully exclaim how much my God exceeds my expectations. That's the theme here today. And as we look at at Acts chapter 3. That account there helps us do just that. For this beggar had certain expectations and desires. 
Lord led him to see how much more God could do for him. The Lord led him to see how much God exceeded his expectations. May the Holy Spirit, through the word of God, lead us to exclaim with our lives how much our God exceeds our expectations. Now, this takes place after Pentecost. And remember what a stir Pentecost caused in Jerusalem. There was a sound of rushing wind, but no wind. Tongues or flames of fire appeared above the disciples' heads. These men from Galilee proclaimed the wonders of God in the native languages of all the different hearers. Peter preached his sermon, proclaiming Jesus of Nazareth as the Christ. The Christ crucified on the cross, but raised to life by God as the scriptures had foretold. 3,000 were baptized that day. And so the church began to grow. Now it's sometime, maybe a few days, maybe even a few weeks later. And Peter and John go up to the temple at the hour of prayer about three in the afternoon. At about the same time, some family or friends of this crippled beggar were carrying him to the gate that entered into the courtyard of the temple. He had been crippled from birth. And later on, we learn that he's about 40 years old. Day after day, year after year, he was brought to the temple to beg. Now, when Peter and John are going up, what do you think this beggar is expecting from them? What does he desire them to give him? Especially after Peter and John focus on him and and say to him, look at us. Do you think he now desires maybe a copper coin, maybe even a gold or silver coin if these men were well off? But Peter's words dash those expectations, don't they? And yet, doesn't Peter give him much, much more than he desires? Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk! And Peter reaches out and grabs the man by his hand. Instantly his feet and ankles are strong. He leaps, he walks, he praises God. No physical therapy, no recovery time, but a miracle. Now, no doubt this once crippled beggar had heard about Jesus of Nazareth. You couldn't be in Jerusalem, really, without having heard of all those events around Jesus. In fact, I I would guess this man actually saw Jesus. Think about how Jesus was in the temple that week before his crucifixion, preaching and teaching. And we're told this beggar was regularly brought to the temple to beg. In fact, he probably saw Jesus multiple times throughout Jesus' three years of ministry because Jesus would attend the temple festivals regularly. And he well may have heard how Jesus made the lame to walk and the blind to see. Might he not have wondered, why not me too? Yes, think about that. During those times, he may have thought that God had not met his desires. But then, if Jesus had healed him, he would not be there for Peter and John to heal, would he? And see how, at 
this time, through this miracle, God gave this man much, much more than he desired, and not only to this man. Notice how the crowds saw this man leaping and praising God and walking around and recognized him as that crippled beggar at the gate. They, they, they gather around him in astonishment and amazement. And just think of how carefully and intently they must have listened as Peter explains what happened. Now, what does Peter say? Well, he proclaims the message of Jesus. In the following verses in Acts, we hear Peter preach. Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be released to you. You killed the author of life. But God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. Now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Christ would suffer. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, and that he may send the Christ who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. Through this preaching of Peter, salvation came to this once crippled beggar, and not only to him, but to those others who listened and held on to those words in faith. You see how God gave this beggar and those others much more than they desired. He gave them salvation. He gave them salvation. How our God so exceeds our expectations. Now, what about you, dear Christian? What do you desire? I must confess that, like this beggar, my natural thoughts first turn to material stuff when asked, what do I want? If someone would offer me $1,000 free and clear, I would certainly take it. You can do a lot with money, much more than simply buy stuff, but having stuff you like certainly scratches an itch. But I'm sure you would quickly point out to me there is much more to life than simply having money or stuff. There are those immaterial things that, that money can't buy. Just like this beggar. I would guess that if Peter had given him that choice between a gold coin or being able to walk again, he would have forgotten about the material gold coin and asked for his health. And so also many people today recognize that the material blessings are, are, are much more, the immaterial blessings are much more desirable than, than the material money and stuff. They long for health, friendship, family togetherness, happiness, love, peace, integrity, goodness, beauty. And just like this beggar, he recognized that even though he didn't get a gold coin, he certainly got more than he desired when Peter healed him. And so also, even if we have little earthly wealth, God has richly blessed us. He so exceeds our expectations. And yet even those immaterial blessings I listed, 
they're, they're still earth-centered, aren't they? And you may well look at your life and, and wonder why some of those immaterial things may not be as, as great as you desire. For you see, there is even a deeper desire than those immaterial blessings can bring us. People spend their lives at times pursuing happiness, love, peace, goodness, and even if they achieve them, there still is something lacking, something missing, because this deepest desire remains unfulfilled. Now what is this deepest of all desires? Picture a deer running, never resting, always on the run, hounded on every side, its heart beating, its lungs burning, its mouth dry, so dry. How that deer longs for that quiet stream, that precious drink of water. Psalm 42. As a deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? St. Augustine expressed it this way. You made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. What is that deepest of all desires? To have that fellowship that rests in God alone. As we look at this once crippled beggar, we see how the Lord met that deepest desire of all. Yes, even more important than him being able to walk again. The Lord brought him to know his Savior, Jesus Christ. And through Jesus to have fellowship with God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The one true God. The Savior God. And I'm certainly sure that this, this man would say that even if he hadn't been healed from his crippled disease, yet the Lord certainly gave him much, much more than he desired as he brought him into that fellowship with God. How our God exceeds our desires. How he exceeded this beggar's desires. And so the Lord God is at work in your life, dear Christian, and in mine. He is at work to bring us closer to him, which truly is our deepest desire, isn't it? He is at work to bring us closer to him. Even if that means at times that some of our other desires must remain unfulfilled. For you see, our greatest desire to have fellowship with God in comparison to everything else we might want, makes that everything else as if it were nothing compared to this greatest desire. Isn't that our, our deepest desire to have fellowship with God? Even though at times we may not fully realize that because our other wants and desires mask it over. And when God does not give us some of these lesser desires because they would interfere with that greatest desire isn't he truly giving us much more than we desire? How our God 
so exceeds our expectations. And note carefully, dear friends, note carefully how God meets that deepest desire. That desire was not met by the miracle itself, was it? But that deepest desire for this once crippled beggar was met through the preaching of the Apostle Peter. And so still today, the Lord draws us to himself through the message of Jesus. The message of Jesus, proclaimed in the scriptures, the written words given by the Holy Spirit through the apostles and prophets. The message of Jesus for you to feed on in the Lord's Supper, in that sacrament, as Jesus gives you his real body to eat and his real blood to drink, to proclaim his death for you. Through that message of Jesus, that good news of forgiveness, Yes, forgiveness for your sins, which had destroyed fellowship with God. Forgiveness from God himself, paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ that washes you clean. Through the message of Jesus, and only through the message of Jesus, does our God fulfill that deepest desire, so that we can truly say he has given us not only what we don't deserve, but has given us much, much more than we ever thought desired. So, dear friends, go to his word and sacrament to enjoy that fellowship, that closeness with God. Go to his word and sacrament to to draw closer to him so that his word and sacrament fulfill that deepest of all desires. Go to his word and sacrament so that the message of Jesus continues to burn in your heart of faith. How our God so exceeds our expectations. As the message of Jesus lives in our hearts and lives, then we can truly say with the psalm writer, Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. And as we live those words, then that joy of having fellowship with God through faith in Jesus, that joy overflows in in, in all kinds of circumstances. And notice how as the joy and celebration that this beggar showed overflowed, it drew others to come and listen to the message of Jesus. And so also, As your joy in Jesus shows itself in your life, it draws others to come and hear the message of Jesus. The only message that fulfills their deepest desire, that desire to have fellowship with God. And then they too come to know how much our God exceeds all expectations. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.